0: Hello and welcome to week 80 of the Good Talk Spoiled Golf podcast. I'm Barry O'Hanrahan and joining me today on the show is Will Griffith. Hey Will, how's it going? Hi Barry, how are you? Uh, great, great, thank you. Uh, yeah. James is off town in South America on his honeymoon, so uh, won't be playing golf and will be off the show for a few weeks. So uh, it's just the two of us for now. Uh, might try to get Bobby in actually one of the weeks and get a little US update. That'd be great. It'll be cool, so we'll see. Sequent to Bobby in. What, a year, maybe two years? Could be, yeah, about a year, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see, see, can we make that happen with the time difference and everything. Uh, sorry you missed last week. Last week was just a nightmare in scheduling for the three of us, and we couldn't even get two of us together well, at the end. Well, to be fair, I was actually, I ended up hurting my back. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: playing um, with, well, I was playing with James, um, but I think I'd hurt it a couple of days beforehand, and just playing with James was actually, just exaggerated it. Because like they've got two reasons for that was obviously I was swinging potentially a bit too hard and also carrying James around the course it <laughs> yeah. didn't really help all that much, <laughs> but uh we did have great fun out there uh on the day we actually played for two two and one or something like that two euro sorry, just for people who don't know that's two euro on the front, two euro on the back and one euro overall and uh, it was actually very exciting because um I Uh, won the front nine with (laughs) and I won't even talk about the scores Mm -hmm. because they were so bad
0: well it's match play it's about winning
1: yeah yeah well it was was stable for it so I was a point up after the front nine and all of a sudden then without making uh, too many excuses my back started to feel very weak and sore and tired and uh, at one stage I had to lie down behind the back of the 15th green because I was that weak and um, all of a sudden then standing on the 17th um, standing on the 18th tee I was two points down overall mm. and therefore three points down on the back nine. So I stood up and I went, right, okay, this, something's got to go, happen here. So um, I got, took out the driver. The 18th hole on Glen in Glenn the Downs is 292 yards, par four, and uh, took out my driver and put it into the left-hand bunker, greenside. Mm-hmm. James, of course, decided that, you know, to win the money, he decided to take out a little iron. Knocked down his tee shot. (laughs) Brilliant. Knocked down his second shot. Put his third shot to the back of the green, barely staying out of the water. Yeah. Pressure got to him. (laughs) So all of a sudden I stood up in the bunker and I hit one of the best bunker shots I've ever hit. And it lipped the hole for a two. And stayed two inches away from the hole to go in. And uh, I got the putt. But fair play to James. He got down in two to, uh, to half the overall. So no money was exchanged, uh, no money was exchanged hands. But let's just say neither of us
0: crowned ourselves in glory <laughs> in the scores that we brought in. <laughs> uh, so you made a miraculous cover- recovery then to, to be able to make the captain's prize, which took place this weekend. So our captain's prize usually takes place over two weekends. the The first weekend you play your first round, and then everybody goes through to the Saturday. Uh, the first Sunday though, Saturday was fine. Um, Weather-wise, but the Sunday was washed out. It was heavy rain overnight. So when that happens in our place, it reverts to a, a one-day competition, and um, that took place on Saturday. I, we didn't. I didn't think you'd make it with back problems. You know when they're going to go or come back. And well, I went down to this uh, this great place
1: down in in Dunleary, which is like a local suburb um, of um, Dublin City, uh, near to where I live. And there's a great lady down there who looks after. Her. Um, my back. Um, I have problems with my back, you know, quite regularly, and she, uh, kind of, does deep tissue massages. It's holistic healing or something. I'm not trying to give her a plug or anything. She's a lovely, lovely lady called Michelle. Um, but she went at me like, oh, you know, I literally had to stop her on a couple of occasions because anyone who knows anything about the, any back troubles or anything like that, it was actually my lower left hand side of my back was sore, and if you know anything about backs, it goes in diagonals. Mm-hmm. right so if you hurt your bottom lower left it automatically transfers to your top right okay and vice versa so at one stage she was um fiddling around with my right shoulder and i had to stop her i was in so much pain like there was actually tears rolling down my eyes so that happened on them um, friday morning but uh saturday then i woke up and i was feeling semi-okay and i managed to go out And I wasn't too far off winning it. No, you shot a really good round. Yeah, I shot 78 gross, which included uh, a nice little birdie on the last um, to kind of, you know, it was... big Boost your finish. Well, yeah. Like, I I knew after I bogeyed the 17th that I was out of it, you know, the Canoe. So Mm -hmm. I needed to get a two on the 18th. To uh, give myself a half a chance. Yeah, yeah. you kind of got the
0: feeling the the winning score, or sorry, the top, the score to get into a playoff was a sixty eight. We're playing the course that day, and the, with the conditions, the wind was up back in its usual southwesterly direction. Yeah, um, you kind of got the feeling sixty eight was a good number. Maybe you know sixty seven, you felt was going to get the win, and it would have. Yeah, I think the worst thing was I
1: actually, not the worst thing, I actually heard about a score, you know. uh, Before you went out? Well, halfway around. So I kind of knew that there was a target in mind, and it was in 68. Yeah. So um, you kind of have that target in mind, and then when you're kind of, you know, when you've kind of missed that, like that put on, the put on 8 and 17 from about 4 or 5 foot for par, you knew it was big. It was big because yeah. if got if I'd have got that and then maybe got the two on eighteen, yeah, it would have meant that I would have had a sixty eight. But when you're chasing a target like that, it's a
0: little bit harder, you know, when you don't know a target. Yeah, it's gonna kind of, yeah, be. you go out and just play a game of golf. But at the same, I mean, there's yeah, you know, there's different ways to look at it. I guess you know, you know, if
1: if if, if you're on your game, then a target is good. But if you're yeah. if you're not hundred percent sure how you're playing or whatever, and you go out and let's just say your front line didn't go as well as planned. Like, my front nine, I was too over gross for the front nine, mm. and that included, like, a missed birdie putt from about six foot on, on eight, um, and, like, you know, a bit of a, a messy par on nine, so it could have easily been level par. Yeah. But, you know, all of a sudden, you're two over, and you're kind
0: of going, okay, it's not so bad, but I need to kind of really push forward, and uh-huh. then I went bogey, double bogey, bogey. I suppose you could argue that it's a bit easier to chase than it is to defend. Like, if you, like you know, if you go out and a really good score on the front line they they're front 12 or front 14 holes and all of a sudden it's just a natural inclination to hang on to what you have and you, you play defensive golf. But if you're shooting after a score, like you went for an 18, you went, you drove the green, you did everything you needed to. So, you're, you're kind of the fears removed I guess yeah well yeah there's, there's that I also
1: think that it depending on who you're playing against so for example if the first round scores had accounted mm. uh, I would have been in the top I think top five Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the first round um, based on people who were eligible to win the captain's prize yeah yeah there's a few there's little few rules yeah yeah there's, rules like, yeah there's a couple of different rules for eligibility but um then all of a sudden you're looking at who's ahead of you. So if you're, let's say, the lower golfer, you're thinking to yourself, "Grand, I have a chance. But if you're looking at someone who's a five handicap, who's a little bit ahead of you, who is playing good golf, well then you're always going to be struggling or hoping that they have a bad double bogey or a triple bogey mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. Um, the guy who could have won it over the two days actually wasn't eligible. Um, although there was a lot of people who couldn't play on the Sunday. Anyway, listen, yeah. I just lied. you know 70, seventy was good. Seventy was good. So I I shot for the two rounds, I shot seventy one seventy, which uh, worked out that I would have been in a playoff based on, you know, the two, the, the combined two rounds. rounds, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was very happy and um yeah, so just I got cut. So remember we were talking about our goals there? Yeah. Um I'm now down to eight point zero, um, which means I'm only point three away from my lowest ever. Awesome,
0: so, and still a few weeks left, oh, hopefully the weather stays good. Well on. I'm
1: playing today, t- sorry today is Wednesday, so yeah. I'm playing Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday which is three competitive competitions, now I could get point three back, yeah, or, or I could turn around next week and say I'm now playing off 6,
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. So, um yeah, yeah I i got to first weekend but I'm you know, seventy four so I wasn't out of it, but that didn't count anyway and on we move. Um <laughs> I, I, I yeah, the the less said about the my performance on Saturday the better, I guess. No no time to practice during the week, but uh and uh yeah, sure look, these things happen, you know. Uh Get ne- ready for up, next year. There's always next week or yeah, next year from the long term goals. Um, James had a great round. We wouldn't have mentioned it. he to 66 in the round one, so he got his cut, but, uh. Because about, everything was cancelled. Because everything was cancelled, yeah. So anyway, he's down to 11 now. He got an ESO as well, so he's over the moon. And, uh, certainly a happy man in terms of golf on his little break down in South America. Uh, moving on to better golfers. Just, I
1: just want to, can I just add one thing about the James scenario? Is the fact that he, <laughs> he had a sixty six on the first day of the captain's prize mm-hmm. and obviously a fantastic score. He was leading by a mo- well, a country mile, two two or, two three, or three shots. shots. Yeah, yeah. Um so, you know, he he would have been in a very strong position and he was really going through the elements of decision and going, What can I do? Like what's going oh and I think he actually turned around to his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his now wife of let's say a a, a, a few a months wet, a wet week, yeah. Yeah. and uh, pretty much
0: said, "Can I meet you over there?" Well, he said, "I he said he said oh, no, lines of um, can I call? I'm going to call the travel agent and see can I move the flights." Yeah, and she said, "That's absolutely fine, honey." She goes. You can go change your flight to Sunday. I'll see you down there. I'm, I'm sticking to the original I'll flight. I'll meet you in Lima. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that I just think goes to show how,
1: how terrible golf is, again, for addiction purposes yeah. and for wanting to win.
0: Uh, but when you're playing good golf, it's hard to stop yourself. And the importance of checking your diary when you're booking these things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he won't do it again. So, right, catching up on a little bit of news. Uh, the Walker Cup team, we uh, as a country, Ireland, always... Uh, seems to uh, bat way above average, and we got five guys onto the team. So uh, that's amazing. That's absolutely sensational. Um Irish golf's in rude health at the moment. It's wonderful. And um, so it I, was great watching that
1: um, the European or the European Amateur Championships. It's not the biggest one in in, in you know, but it's yeah. the European version of it. And what was great to see was that you know, even with Paul Dunn not playing particularly uh, well. Like he finished in the top fifteen or whatever. That you kept everywhere you looked on the on the leaderboard. There was Irish guys. Uh, The guy who ended up coming second was Irish. Who uh, like he had a great chance to win it overall. And then there was Gavin Moynihan. I can't remember the guy Mulligan or something like that or something. I can't remember anyway, the guy who could have won it, he got beaten by an Italian guy mm. on the last day. Again, you're talking about leading compared to chasing. Yeah. The yeah. guy who came who won it was an Italian guy who came from nowhere mm-hmm. and shot a five hundred par last round, whereas Moynan played level power yeah. and lost by a shot. It's
0: it's funny the psychology of leading yeah. versus chasing. Um it's speaking, great, of, speaking great of Paul Dunn, it. he had a good run over in um, the US amateur who was won, uh, which was won by Bryson DeChambeau the guy, the guy who beat him. The guy who beat him, yeah, the guy who won the thing overall beat um Paul Dunn. And um, Deschamps is really interesting. His club setup, like he's you know he's a physics major over in the states. Um, all his irons are the same length shaft, so he just goes, "I have one swing now." He doesn't need to worry about. You it's know, just the angle. The yeah, clubs are the club faces are angled differently. The, right? yeah, all the exactly the club faces are different angles, and what are obviously different builds because they're different, you know, club heads. But um, it just goes to show, though, with regards to swing
1: techniques and swing patterns and planes and the whole lot, is that you know. Paul Dunn would have one of the best looking swings in the world. Uh DeChambeau doesn't. And yet he's now the US amateur champion. He's gonna be playing such,
0: with it's such an effective swing though, oh my God. and He's he hits, gonna be
1: playing with Jordan Speed next
0: year. He hits the ball so so well. Uh,
1: uh, and he seems by all accounts to be a lovely guy, man, DeChambo. Like, he you know, does,
0: yeah, and he wears a you know the black cap as well. Like, like, yeah, cool. yeah. He just loves loves the game. Joe, you know one thing I read, he um the golf balls he used, right, so he gets a bath of Epsom salt Epsom salts floats the golf balls in them to see which golf balls are marginally out of balance. And he says like four out of every 12, and he obviously plays high-end golf balls, he said four out of every 12 of those balls won't be in balance, so he won't use them. Uh, So he really goes to the nth degree in his preparation. So that's what our problem is. We're using out of balance balls, misbalance balls, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or so experienced golf balls, as I like to call them, yeah. like lake balls. <laughs> yeah, I used to use those and got told, "Don't do that; it's very bad." Um, the anyway, anyway, great news for Ireland with the grace of the Walker Cup. That's yeah, fantastic. super stuff. Looking, looking forward to watching a bit of that. Uh, the that's next uh, weekend, uh, is it? Uh, is it? I'll, I'll go check it on that name. Sorry, in a yeah. Uh, i to have a quick look uh, here. Thanks as well. for jump throwing the uh, surprise oh. me. The another team event coming up very soon is the Salheim Cup. Um the European Solheim Cup team captain's picks were Katrina Matthew, Caroline, Headwall, Caroline, Caroline Masson and Karine Eicher Eicher. I'm gonna take place of James this week for bad pronunciations. Eicher. And the USA Solheim Cup team picks were Paula Creamer and Brittany Lang. Paula Creamer is a bit of an interesting one because she's had a pretty poor season overall but huge experience in it. And we will uh, we'll preview that obviously the week before. That's on in 2... 12th, twelfth thirteenth in two two and a half weeks time. Are they both on the same time? Uh, I thought the, the Walker women's Cup was the eighteenth. Oh yeah, well then the 13th. Walker Cup is the twelfth, and 13th. there we go. Uh, John Daly collapsed on the golf course last week. I know scary stuff. Like reports that his heart or he was breathing for three minutes. Uh, and like an impossible collapse, long anyway, resuscitated him, and he was back out in the golf course the next day. Well, now what was.
1: You know, he had some sort of a problem with his rib. He had a bad rib injury back in 07. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only know this from looking up details yeah, yeah, yeah. this morning. No, I, I don't remember
0: this. No, you're legend your research. I'm a to research. So in,
1: back in oh seven, he had a bad injury where it was something to do with the ribs. So I think this is part of it insofar as that he obviously never expected it to be so severe. But yeah. um, I believe there it, it was a lung collapse and his heart stopped for a while. And as you said, the, the 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 lunatic obsessive that he is, that he was straight back out in the golf course the following day. Um, which yeah, not that big
0: a deal. I was just dead for three minutes yesterday.
1: <sighs> You're gonna be dead for a long time in the future, so why not? Uh, yeah, get, 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 get back, back, back out there. there. Exactly. That's a note for all of you uh, <laughs> amateur golfers who want to try harder. When you die, get back out in the golf course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: So this was really disappointing this came out like it was yesterday David Fardy his contract wasn't renewed by CBS so we're not going to hear him on the golf course anymore <sighs> he did his last event there last weekend um, at the Barclays I'm gutted by this I really like his little cameos but uh, who knows the reasons behind him not being there he still has his Fahadie show going now but um kinda of disappointing that he's gone, uh, for me.
1: I well, I really enjoyed all his stuff. I really enjoyed the interaction that he had with the players. Mm. I believe that the you know, from what I can see, you know, you don't know the ins and outs, but mm. you believe that the players all seem to, you know, like him, um and get on with him and chat to him and whatnot. Um they liked his sense of humor and all that. So yeah, I, yeah. I just you know, maybe there's maybe it's fighting over money, you know, you never know. Maybe he's looking for something that they can't give him or uh,
0: Maybe his moustache is too impressive. not It but could he's, be anything. He was yeah. always really good. So it's a shame. Disappointing. Um, the European Tour would and Sky Sports would do well to snap him up, actually. Big time. Imagine him and Radar together. Oh,
1: Radar. I love Radar. He's oh, would be so, so,
0: so oh, much no. fun.
1: Radar. The one thing I love about Radar is he he just calls every shot right. He's raced. Every shot. shot. Like, he turns around, he goes, a good shot would be 10 foot. A great shot would be 5
0: foot. Yeah. And the guy gets it to 10 foot and he goes... Good shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a wonderful commentator. Uh so yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh we've a few events to catch up on, a couple of weeks worth. So let's kick off the LPGA, the Canadian Pacific Women's Open took place in Vancouver, one of the most beautiful places in the whole world uh, that I've been to anyway. The winner was Lydia Coe, who's had a bit of a quiet time of late, but mm. uh, can't keep talent like that down. She beat Stacy Lewis in the playoff after both of them tied on 12-under. Um, Stacy Lewis just keeps popping up, popping up, popping up. Surely she's got a win. Yeah, uh, like coming soon. the stage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Made in Denmark took place in uh, Farso. In Denmark, excuse any bad pronunciations to any of our uh, Danish Scandinavian listeners? Um, the Himmerland Golf and Spa Resort. Uh, I really like that golf course. Uh, Beautiful. It's cool. And that part three sixteenth is such a standout. Uh, it's so, so cool. You know, the tiny little thing, massive amphitheater. They had it playing under 100 yards in the final day, which was really cool. Like You could see the lads, you know, really agonizing over their wedge shots. You know, 70, 71 up, uh, yards or something like that. Or Yeah. it was, it was but, and they it had was the perfect backstop and something
1: like that down to the hole. But no, surprisingly enough, they were talking about hole-in-one watch, and I think the, the closest person to getting a hole-in-one was uh, in the second-to-last group. Um, uh, they were all laughing and joking, because I think they all thought they were out of it at that stage. Little did they know that everyone was going to start faltering away, and that Christoph Broberg, who was already on a plane home or somewhere else, was mm-hmm. they were thinking oh my god he could be in a playoff now at any second and he's gonzo and
0: he's gonzo he was in the air he
1: was in a plane he shot 62 on the last day Yeah. And but like before before the leaders even went out mm-hmm. so like he was already three behind before the leaders went out and then he was five behind at one stage and then he was only one behind at the end scary too much oh, I'd man. say he
0: was breaking it he was checking his wifi on the plane oh, could you imagine yeah. asking the
1: pilot to turn around <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, it was one great the, watching them yeah one of the cool things happened on that group one of the golfers Andreas Harto proposed to his girlfriend in what front an of, idiot yeah, in front of, yeah I mean that, that's a big risk <laughs> yeah so, getting um, married <laughs> cutting, cutting some good movies um, but yeah she she said yes and big massive applause from the, the huge uh, galleries there it was pretty cool Uh, I suppose on to the more important things David Horsey hung on from a really really good start to the event he shot like 8 under on the first day and it literally was hanging on Sunday um, to to win it well I think the big thing that happened on the Sunday was
1: that he obviously everyone was very nervous and your man um, the Danish guy Mm. actually um, helped him out big time Um, what was the Danish guy who won the Irish Open Søren Kjelsen yes so Søren Kjelsen um Ended up bogeying the last hole. Like Saren Kelson should have won that competition by a mile. He missed a couple of really really short putts. Like, oh, as amateurs we'd be killing ourselves for missing them. Um, but it turned out that he actually bogeyed the last hole to go back into a tie for second place, and that let um, that let Horsey have a bogey, like the opportunity yeah, yeah, bogey yeah, to yeah. win. Um, so it was uh, it was a bit of a Bit of a let up, you know, and Kelson would have been amazing for him because I think the big thing for him was the fact that it was it was supposed to be his five hundredth European Tour uh, competition. Mm -hmm. But because he he got through to the players or the player, no, the PGA, PGA, exactly. That it was actually his five hundred and one. But they all put up the five hundred signs and the whole lot. It was an amazing thing for him.
0: I don't think how he he didn't cry his eyes out. (laughs) I don't think he minded too much. He got to play the the PGA.
1: Oh, I know, yeah, yeah.
0: But it just it would have worked out so much uh, uh, so perfectly for him. Oh, but. yeah, exactly. Um, tied behind those guys, yeah, Broberg, as you said, Gaunt, Kelsen, and Pilkadaris were all on 11 under Horsey on 13 to win. So fair play to David Horsey. Uh, got over the line. Good job. European Tour win. Cha ching. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, the Wyndham Championship was the final event before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, and uh, it seemed like. Uh, so many people were there, thereabouts to try win this, and uh, David L- Davis Love the Third went and shot an awesome final round sixty four, set an early clubhouse lead. The guys were tied with him or just behind him with loads of holes to play, and nobody could get no to one to him. Yeah. yeah, did you so, did you see his front nine
1: oh, on the last day? Savage. He he started with a bogey. Yeah. Right. And then he went birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, 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 birdie. Yeah. like seven under for six holes. I, I, I'm not, you know, it was just the most ridiculous shooting in the world. Now I know he likes the the course and the competition because he's all he's all like I think this is his third win. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes. I, what I love about golf is the fact that you know Davis Love is what he must be what late forties,
0: fifties. Yeah, I think he's just about knocking on his fifties, just like
1: yeah. knocking on the senior tour. Um And he is still able to win um, a PGA Tour event.
0: It's great. He was like the third or fourth oldest guy to win on the PGA Tour. And I think the third oldest guy to win the PGA Tour. I think he's in his 50s. Right? Yeah, he is.
1: He's in his 50s now. What I can't believe is the fact that he's six foot three. Like all these people you're watching on TV, it's actually quite, you know, the, they look smaller they than They look they are. smaller. But it's like watching rugby players on TV. You see a small rugby player, like he's still five foot. Eleven, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You meet, Sorry, we're not talking about rugby here, but it's, it's just similarity. Yeah, you meet
0: these guys in real life, you go, "Oh my god, yeah, he yeah. is a mountain." Uh, so that was a really good win for Davis Love, and uh, literally two weeks, or, you know, coming back two weeks beforehand, he could barely walk seventy-two holes in a week. Yeah, um, it's phenomenal what he did. There you go. He was another one with back issues, so maybe there's a huge win coming for you just around the corner. Let's hope. Fingers yeah. crossed. Could be today. Could be. Uh, I, I'd, I'd hope it would be <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> um, the thing about the window, right, is the last one, of the, they're trying to make it such an exciting thing, and I think that is the exciting week from a fan's point of view. For a golfer who's trying to hang on to his tour card, or make the Fed, bump his ranking in the FedEx Cup playoffs to give himself a chance at the big money then, it's just agonising watching these guys, you know, one shot can make all the difference. Um, Paddy Harrington? Yeah, Patty Harrington. Well, uh, he's got his tour card for next year because he won earlier this year. Oh Classic yeah, Classic, but I mean, but
1: from the FedEx FedEx Cup. Yeah, to make it. He, from he missed last the week, cut, this weekend. I missed week.
0: it, like you know, he was
1: at number one hundred and one after he missed the cut. Now I think he ended up finishing lower, mm-hmm. uh, lower down. Anyway, but it just goes to show how you know he missed the cut by a shot and then missed the second round of the playoffs. Now they've made it harder. The, the play. I know we're probably going to talk about this a little later or whatever, mm-hmm. but they've made the FedEx Cup harder to actually bolt through and win. So, for example, if you finish on the number, um, that you there used to be a situation where you could bolt through. can't. Uh, there's still can. guys that can do it, but man. you have to finish top three. Y- you need big points. You need yeah, big points. You need to be hot. To on the, on the, the on system, um, so like if you get through at one, two, five, you have to be finishing third or better. Mm. Um. Well, no,
0: I mean, to go from th- the top 100 to 70 yeah. or whatever it is, you need to be oh, bolting through. You need to be kicking ass of course uh, week on week. I mean, t- t- for an example of how cruel the whole thing is, Oli schneider Jan's the guy from the he, Open. Yeah, the guy from the Open, who, I think, mean, was oh, 12th in the yeah, Open. Yeah, you were telling a really this. good season. Okay, so here's an example of how one stroke can just uh, end, leave, everything. end everything, right? So he um, turned pro after the Open. Yeah, um, played a few events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We find ourselves the Wyndham Championship. He makes an unfortunate bogey on the 18th in the second round, to post two under. Uh he think he caught a flyer and was over the back. Was kind of dead and couldn't get up and down. Anyway, make, makes his bogey. The at the very one of the last groups. Um, I can't remember the name of who it was. anyway one of the guys stuffed it into a foot, tapped in, and for a birdie, and that changed the cut line to three under. So he's now missed the cut. The next mo- so, so that's a, you know, freak, freakish shot, yeah. not for a tour, you know, but to stuff it into a foot, you know, uh, that's really, really good. So, the next morning, Eric Compton pulls out of the event uh, before the start of the third, uh, during, I think it was before the start of the third round. Yeah, anyways, if he had pulled out the night before, before the second round had finished, the cut line would have gone back to, back to, to two too. under, yeah. and Schneider-Jans would have made the cut, and then kept his tour, and got his tour card for next year, so... Just small little things oh, like yeah. that. It's just so cruel. So he's now kind of a bit, and I don't think he can play the Web.com Tour playoffs now. Even though he qualified for them, uh, he's just someone he's, co- saying, he's calling limbo now. But I think someone's saying that they're
1: me. trying to figure something out for him to be able for him to get to play it in does. some sort of. I don't know if it's the, but they're trying to get him sponsors exemptions for mm-hmm. certain things that will uh, hopefully help him to get his tour card because it was just bad timing of him change uh, to turning. Um, turning
0: pro, yeah. Well, he did leave I me. Mean, he, he took he had like what only a, a small number of weeks in which to take a runner that after after going pro after the open. So um, he got really close. It must be agonising, but you know somebody that talent he'll he'll get his oh, yeah. he'll get he'll get his, he'll get a load of sponsors exemptions, particularly the. Um, the new season, which starts after the FedEx Cup playoffs, straight away. Yeah, straight away. the The big seat break between it's seasons. Walker time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jimmy Walker. He always <laughs> needs to win about four competitions straight out of the start of the season.
0: FedEx. Yeah, so um, I'm sure Schneiderjans will get a few starts in those events because they're never attended by all the big big names. Yeah, so of, course. of spots to be had. Uh, okay last week uh, let's move on Yeah, uh, get up to, we're up to date now almost uh, the Yokohama Tire LPGA Classic uh, took place in Alabama uh, Chris Tumulus won, won by one shot over Yanni Seng who has been she disappeared for a while after dominating the game for about a year, year and a half um, Austin Ernst was also a shot behind that's a few times now I've heard her name being floated around Austin Ernst yeah, she she was defending well. champion there over the tournament a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, three weeks back. Um, good performances by Lexi Thompson, Stacy Lewis again, again top yeah. six. Uh, she was another one. She had terrible back issues when she I think she had scoliosis. Yeah. Um, so there's still hope for you yet, William William.
1: Thanks. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> The D&D D Real, Real Czech Masters took place in Prague and Czech Republic. Uh, Jamie Donaldson was defending, uh, but he was not there. So tough to defend mm-hmm. when you're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> then... Um, not the best start. No, it's not really. The, this is just a, just a display of power hitting by the two guys who were battling it out down oh. the stretch. Uh, Peli Edberg and Thomas Peters. Uh, I mean, everybody was gone but how big Thomas Peters hit the ball. Edberg is not a tall guy by, by looks. And he was absolutely ripping it. And he was keeping up with Peters. You know, 320, 325 yard drives, nuking three woods. Uh, this was a great little battle. And Peters, recovered from an early double bogey, I think he double-hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, I, that I would was, derail most was like people. I was keeping a
1: semi-eye on this, you know, all through the kind of day. And, like, I've been watching Peters winning. Like, he was ta- he was taking the course apart. He was taking mm. everyone apart. But then all of a sudden I was looking and I went... Your man Pelle was ahead. I was like going, "What happened there?" And then all of a sudden, I look back about an hour later, and Peters is back two shots ahead. I was going,
0: "What happened there?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking, "Did I dream it?" Like, I, I, I should I probably keep an eye on this a bit yeah, more. I, yeah, I can
1: watch a little bit more. See, um, uh, unfortunately, it was my birthday on Sunday, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately like for me. my liver and my health, <laughs> it was my birthday on Sunday, so I kind of went out. So I was kind of half watching things from a, a, a bar still um, but uh, that's why I mean I was you know there was also a lot of other sport on
0: that day. Yeah, it was busy enough on that there. there's, there's the leaderboard there. So yeah, Thomas Peters won it by three strokes at the end. He just he yeah. finished really well. Um, let's get the hole by hole scores up so Will can really get a look in on the final day. So yeah, early double bogey, uh, ran off a run, of, you know, nice run of pars and then made four birdies in the last ten, ten holes. Um, Edberg gave himself a load of opportunities, but especially coming down the stretch he gave himself good looks for birdie and burnt the edge on a couple of them that would have applied more pressure to Peters yeah. and you know Peters rolled in a very nice birdie on the end the pressure was off they get four putts or something to you could have taken four putts and every won.
1: time that happens where people have loads of putts in the 18th hole they always get the birdie they roll that birdie they in, roll yeah, that birdie pressure's in. off Yeah.
0: so uh, I think it was it, i mean, look we say this you can say this about a lot of golfers it could have only be a matter of time he he seems to have a, he has, he's got a lot of talent and Tom he, Peters. yeah just Destroys the ball yeah you got game um, I think Radar was going on he goes what is it about these Belgians like to just yeah. bring out these tall wiry guys who smash the ball smash and, the ball and now they're the only two I know of but still have uh, two is quite a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite two very a similar Belgians yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, very impressive. Anyway, it was
1: very good to watch, and the golf course was very, very nice to to
0: watch as well. Um, it, was it was a lovely golf course. It was yeah. in beautiful condition, yeah. manicured, manicured, beautifully, and the gorgeous in that sunshine there as well. You know, really high temperatures. Oh yeah. And the, uh, yeah, Andrew Coulthard and Radar giving out about the heat. You know, Coulthard and think melted on a few occasions. Oh, I wouldn't be able to handle that heat myself. It's, 35 it? degrees, like, you no, know. it's real. I, I'd say I'd have a golf club slipping out of my hands, you know, two or three times a hole. Just from actually heat and oh, perspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Good performance by Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Robert Dinwiddie, um, just Fitzpatrick had a couple of bogeys on 15 and 16 when he really didn't need to have those, need them. Yeah. Uh, poor time, but he's had, he's, had, he's had a really good season. Lots of really good performances. Uh, Over in the States, the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, was on and I wasn't really too pushed about this. You know, all the excitement of, you know, or the, the voyeuristic excitement of people trying to hang on to their tour card, that little um thing was gone. Now it's all, they're trying to make it as exciting this week to try, you know, for players getting into the top 100 and the cut line and the bubbles and everything and it's just... I was like, oh, whatever. Like, just show me, show me the guys who are at the top. You know, I don't really care about the people who are trying to make it to the top. I have 100%. to because it's, just, know, it's I, just a cash grab now. No, know? I
1: enjoy. Like, this is what it's. I think this is more like be, because of the fact that anyone can realistically win the FedEx Cup on the last day. It's interesting to see the guys who are really struggling to get there, mm. and these are the guys that I like watching. Is that you know, and they they to be fair to them, they do cover it quite well. They they show the guys who are oh that put missed a, he missed that put that could put him out you know the kind of way. and you're it's it's so tough for them because they're actually playing their own winners competition at the other end of the field mm. uh, and as we were talking about people who miss the cut um, by a shot or whatever that's their FedEx Cup over. Um, you know, and these guys are the guys who might need the, let's say, the money or the whatever, you know, they're kind of like, ah, they're,
0: they're doing okay for money if they've the made system. it to the top 125, oh, yeah, I think okay. it's like three, they've earned over three quarters of a million or eight hundred thousand a That's year. not enough, is it? Oh, I wouldn't be satisfied with that, I want several million a year, yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, the, um, the, this was been, to, been, I have to I have to
1: say, by talking about missing the cut, I'm sorry for cutting across you there, yeah. but I was, I have to admit, happy that, uh, not happy is probably the wrong word, but after all the like, you know, talk about the Spieth era and all this kind of stuff, and Spieth mm. is the next. Oh, he's amazing, brilliant, blah 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 blah. It was actually lovely as an amateur golfer to see someone so good. Feeling I what I think the pressure of being number one in the world.
0: Um, oh yes, and, yeah, missing, yeah, and, missing, and missing, the cut.
1: missing cut, yeah. So it just brings it. Now, that's what I think happened was that he got to number one. We were speaking about this before we, mm. you know, before we recorded the show. Was that, you know, there's there's a lot of things that could be spoken about here. You mentioned the goals.
0: Yeah, you realizes his goal of being number one his in the world. His goal was number
1: one in the world. And then all of a sudden, he's number one in the world. And, and he's, he's got, got a week.
0: A week. He's got a week to re-de- redefine assessed, his new goals. Well, what do I do? You yeah. Know, that kind of so
1: there's that. There's also the fact of like, oh my God, I'm now number one in the world. mm mm-hmm. Rather
0: than being chasing, compared should, to,
1: chasing should, yeah. compared to leading, you yeah, know, yeah. that's it's not the first or second time we've spoken about this today already. There's the
0: theme, could yeah, be, that, yeah. Could be, that could be the title of the podcast today.
1: Yeah, there you go, chasing yeah. instead of leading. And um, so, you know, it was actually, in a way, I suppose, um, enlightening to see the best person in the world playing so badly and not being able to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be just you know. Him taking the foot off the gas a bit after just an epic stretch of, you know, nine months of just phenomenal golf, and he's finally just gone. Oh, thank God! Yeah, you know, it's and the he loses The focus, it's a bit, the focus is gone. Yeah. And don't
1: get me wrong, guys. By the way, for any American listeners or anyone out there who love Jordan Spieth, I do. I do not have a hatred of Jason or Jordan Spieth. I actually think I, I think he's a lovely lovely guy great personality great for the game of golf mm. you know so it's not that it's just that you know I think that's you no, know, people find their little is. heroes and I love McElroy yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, look, it was- Who really, is the number one player in the world? <laughs> he, he had a tough week and the momentum seemed to go against him, like he stood on his ball and just- Everything was you against you know, him. It, it just, and look, these things happen. It's golf, you know, it's not gonna go well for you every week and, uh, no doubt he will probably bounce back with the top five this week. and Jason Day. Yeah, this was, uh, this was kind of bittersweet for me because I really like, uh, Jason Day of late and this year and particularly the last few weeks, he's just been sensational. Well, I had a bet on Henrik Stenson to win, so Stenson was in decent position going into Sunday. I was like, okay, if he shoots a good round, you know, he could have a chance going down the stretch. Jason Day had other plans. Big time. Big other plans. So Saturday, he puts himself a uh, joint leader with 63. With Sang Young Bay. who also had a 63. Sang Young Bae? Sang Moon Bae? Sang Moon Bae. That's yeah, a lot 63. better than James does after yeah, many, many yeah. practices. And uh, But Jason Day just didn't give anybody a look in. It was some performance on Sunday.
1: Like. But we spoke just, about this, and maybe not on the show, but we spoke about the fact that now he's won the major. It's like... yeah. The pressure's, the pressure's off. The pressure's off. Like, he's done that now. Now it's a case of, like, you know, they spoke about this with Speed. They spoke about this with McIlroy. How many will the guy win? Mm. It's
0: just... It's Three so, out of four starts? He's, yeah, well, let's not, let's not get carried away here. He's oh, like, no, this is the day era. The era. It's an it's era. It's the yeah, era of day. And it's going to last for, you know, <laughs> anywhere between a week and six months or, you know, whatever. But he is swinging the club phenomenally well at the moment. It's just so good. He's crushing the ball miles. He looks it looks like he's allergic to bogeys. He only had oh, four yeah. bogeys all week. And I knew I knew he needed to make a bogey or two to give Stenson a chance to go down He didn't even look like I think he there was one chance he be at a time he might have had one and he had five footer for par. and that was Not to do. um i thing, things are going well for him there. You could see like if he, if he hit it wayward he was getting a gap in the trees or he was getting beyond a tree. It, it was like you know, it, Playing that well and having the a little bit of a break or a bounce of the ball, it's just, just unstoppable stuff. It's the yeah, way yeah. speed's been going on for the last nine months. Things were going well for him. He's playing well. You can't beat that. No. You really can't. And It was like this
1: last year when he won the two
0: majors and yeah. the Firestone in between. You get a little... You, momentum. You, you, the momentum kicks in. You get a little bounce of the ball here or there and there. And when you're playing that well, like I'm not trying you to take anything away invincible. Think Yeah. You can see the confidence in day in wow. every shot he's facing, like, and the putts he's rolling in as well. He, he still like, takes a lot of time over the ball. That's he, the one thing he mean. does. Yeah, um, all this visualization
1: stuff. It's the only problem I have with them because it's setting a bad example for kids who are potentially going out to play golf.
0: And they're you know half asleep for a minute while they're trying to visualize the shot Exactly, you know? yeah. <laughs> and they
1: think that they can. You know, they, this is what they should be doing because Jason Day is now the best player in the world because
0: it's his era. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, he, he's, uh, he, look, he might refine it and be able to get it down to a shorter time span. It, it is a, it's a little bit protracted. But
1: it's, it's not him that has to do it. It's the PGA that have to force
0: him to do it. Yeah, the time. They, the have, they have
1: to, you know, they are the ones that have to put him on the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and say, okay, Jason, you, you, we appreciate what you're trying to do and you do have your issues with regards to whatever. It may be medically that he has to do this for his vertigo or whatever, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it, it, it's slowing up everything
0: yeah uh, but anyway look, can't argue that, with the a five minute buzzer by the way by yeah way. exactly <laughs> he's, uh, he's played absolutely sensational golf at the moment and uh, long way last because watching that is just awe inspiring
1: but you were kind of saying I think um, I don't know if you put it in the notes or whatever or oh no you actually sent it to me in the email mm. but you said that if it's now going to be like the likes of Jason Day Jordan Spieth and Roy McIlroy battling it out week on week is that the big three now? Yeah, is, is that the Gary player, Nicholas
0: um, Palmer? Haver? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't subscribe to these uh, trying to create these rivalries and stuff like that. Look, God, it's not a thing where these guys are always going to be playing at the top of their game week in week out against each other. or all going to be, you know, we go to the next tournament they're all playing this week and. They're not all going to synchronize playing phenomenal oh, no. golf and beat one, two and three but, on the leaderboard. But what they are all going to be
1: trying to do is they're all going to be trying to synchronize their timing to come along to the time of the majors. Yeah, yeah, so they're yeah. all, they all have their different timetables, you no know, more so than in a lot of other sports, right? So you, you'll see McElroy might win one and then, you know, Dave mm. might win another and then he might be down in the Australian Open, McElroy wins the Irish Open, speed, you know, all these different things and they're all coming in on form. Yeah. Now also, we're in a situation there where we've got like ten or twelve of these phenomenal golfers, like well, Justin Johnson, all these guys, but they're not winners.
0: But you have a lot, of, we, have pe- <laughs> <Bubba> <laughs> we have people in the media. <laughs> Who's so a winner? You get a lot of stuff in the media where they try to create these like artificial um, rivalries, where you know they think that oh, these three will be the only three competing at this uh, in this tournament at this time, or they'll be the big three in that. Like, that's just—it's just not going to happen like that. They're they're consistently performing better than the rest and they're, it's just, it's not a, you can't just get the three of them into one tournament and nobody else and just have them battling it out. Like it's just not the way it works in golf. Oh, no. So it's hard to create these artificial rivalries oh, like, because cool. one will win one, like you said, one will win one week and one will win the next. But what the, the media seems to be angling for is to have them all playing you know, they not side of each other in one tournament. Yeah,
1: and they want them coming down the, and the that back of You know, they can win the back nine yeah. you know, in a three ball, which doesn't happen, but no. they'd lovely, you know, happily do that anyway. Yeah. But anyway, listen, it's, I'm i I'm delighted for Jason Day. I think it's great for him. Um you know, I have to say that, you know, his his golden streak happens to coincide when when McElroy wasn't available to play but that, well, let's not go there. <laughs> you know, he came back on one leg and do, he do, came in the top Do 20. not
0: take anything away from that performance. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't I don't, think anybody could have stopped him this weekend. He oh, I've completely taken the make there now. 15 under on a, quite a tricky golf course with some extremely uh, testing greens. It was just, it was some performance. Um, and the one thing I'll say about the,
1: Jason Day before, we, before, before I finish mm-hmm. up is the fact that he is driving the ball so well that it doesn't matter about the greens because he's going in with, with short such runs. short clubs yeah. that he's going in and being able to spin the ball in the whole lot. Yeah, you know. So well, this is, is like when Rory was driving
0: it yeah. phenomenally well. Like, he's,
1: he's cutting corners, he, like they were saying on the TV, that he's cutting corners that other players don't even see.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he, I mean, he's flying the ball 320, 330, yeah. 340 that. And when you see golfers that are doing that, they're winning. The wind. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal stuff. Uh, an unusual occurrence this week so unusual that it, the odds of it happening somebody said are 67 million to one Brian Harmon had two holes and one in his fourth round I put a euro on that happening did you? Yeah, at
1: 67 million to one. That's fantastic. So well, I'm now worth 67 million. So I didn't awesome. even have to go out and play the FedEx Cup. I've made 67 million.
0: Brilliant. 67 million, fictional euro. Uh, <laughs> fictional gazulas. We're going to a fictional uh, yacht in the Mediterranean. And, in uh, a fictional Mediterranean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the look of surprise on his face in the second one that went in and his playing partners were just like, are, you, are, you, are serious? you serious? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And like
1: to think that like you know, when someone does that, it always happens... Like I often find that when people have okay, Bar James having his hole in one there a while ago, and it actually he was on a good score, but you know they tend not to be in the reckoning. You know the pressure is kind of off a little bit. Like yeah. even when your man, even when Brian Harmon got that second one, he was two over for the day. You, you know he had four or five bogeys compared to his two yeah. hole in ones. You know the kind of way. So, so don't take. I'm not taking anything you know, away from what he did because it's a fantastic achievement. But the thing
0: is, that the hole in ones is a rare, such a rare thing as it is. Have you ever had one? I have. Yeah, I had one.
1: Um, I yeah, this the
0: makey yeah. one that you had? A makey one? No, not like, <laughs> like 67 yeah, million. Yeah. No, I had one. <laughs> it was in the in, in one of the winter leagues a couple of years ago. Or so, no. Oh, you've had it in the club? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never On had the 4th. Never, it's yeah. Fourth. I need I need one? to have one off the blue tees, so the, the big boy tees. This big is big off the tees. winter white tees. Oh, yeah. I still hole one is a hole of one. Holland one's one is a hollow one, exactly. Um... Right, let's move on to next week. We have yeah. a preview and we will finish the show and let you guys go for it to get back to the golf course. Uh, the LPGA have no events this week. They have the Evian Masters, their fifth major, next week. Yeah. So we'll give that a little preview then. We'll run through the, the top the top uh, contenders for that title. The M2M Russian Open is taking place in the Skalkovo Golf Club in Moscow, Russia. Um, this is the first event of the European Ryder Cup 2016 points qualification. Really? Yes.
1: Didn't know that. I know nothing really about this competition at all. I the didn't even know golf.
0: that we. Bl- so it's a, a biannual event oh, between. Shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> I will bathe seven colours of yeah. something out a of a rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, I didn't know
1: we played golf competition. The European tour
0: played in Russia. They do, yeah. It's kind. It's kind of graduated from a, a split challenge tour, European tour event. It's okay, a full, full European tour event. So. <clears throat> The top of the betting we have Max Kiefer is ten to one. David Horsey playing again, glutton for punishment. He's twelve to one. Bradley Dredge is fourteen to one. As is Michael Howey, Robert Dinwiddie's twenty to one. Scott James twenty twos. Craig Lee thirty threes. Um, and the rest are out from there. I'm not going to pr- try. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Not going to do uh, Try pronounce that. Young Hun Wang. There we go. Um, very very weak field european tour event. definitely has the the feel of a challenge tour, european tour yeah. mix of uh, in in terms of the field, but uh, as always in these ones, it's a chance for these guys who aren't on the peripheries of the european tour to grab their card. Of course, you know, it's getting early now like grab, you know, get yeah. the
1: points for the Ryder Cup and you know the likes of Scott Jameson who I think is really, playing really well. Um, Brown,
0: Kevin, fielding there playing Kevin as well. He's Michael one Howie. Michael Hoey as well. You know,
1: there's a few guys there that could get a few points nice and early. Peter
0: Laurie. Peter Laurie trying to get that tour card. It seems like it's just Peter's annual battle to, to get a hang player. on to his tour card. Yeah. So uh, we wish him well in that. The FedEx Cup moves to Boston for the Deutsche Bank Championships, uh, TPC Boston. Uh, Chris Kirk defends. And the top of the market, we have Jason Day, who is now favoured above Rory McElroy. Now, that has to be because well, Day's on a hot streak, McElroy's still coming back from injury. Of course. Um, you're okay with that now that Rory's not favoured in the betting? Are you sure? Can you oh, hear? well, yeah. listen, the fact of really makes it even better for me because I'm putting my money on Rory McIlroy this week. Great. Ror- it's the only time you're going to get
1: odds of like 7.5 to 1. Yeah,
0: so Jason Day is 13 to 2, Rory is 15 to 2. Jordan Speed coming off a of miss cuts eight to one. Um Henrik Stenson's fourteen to one. Oh, <coughs> that hurts. He twenty-fives last week. Would have been nice. Anyway, I only had the bet on the win market, because um, I had a free bet, so I just threw it on the nose. Dustin Johnson, sixteen to one, Justin Rose also sixteen to one, Bubba Watson, twenty-twos, Brooks got twenty-eight to one, Ricky Fowler, thirty-to-one, Louis thirty-fives. Matt Kuchar and Zach Johnson are 40 to 1. Jim Furek's 45s, as is Matsuyama. Paul Casey's 50 to 1, along with Brand Snedeker, Justin Thomas, Robert Strebb, 55. Phil Mickelson could do with a good week, really, to try salvage the season it has yeah, been awful yeah. and uh, maybe try put his hat um I can't even think of the phrase. Uh put himself in the mix for a president's cup pick. Oh okay. there we go. Um Well he'll
1: only ever be able to get a wild card pick now, isn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, I think so. He have enough points.
0: Um and it'd be a strange pick to put Phil on that team anyway, the way he's playing. Um Webb Simpsons, the other guy's far more deserving from form. Yeah. Uh Webb Simpson's also sixty to one, Bill Haas sixty six, Tony Finau, who had a great start to the week last week and it okay. was just top yo yo all over the leaderboard There's for the rest ran. of it. Who's your man, Danny Lee? Danny Lee, Danny Lee. He's got it good. Him. good. Uh, he's been quite good. He's done all right. And I think yeah. I'm, I think i what I'm going to do. There, yeah, right? You've that 67 million. Yes, it. the 67
1: squandoolies. <laughs> I'm Scotland. going to put. I'm going to put. I'm going to. I'm going to put maybe. I think maybe 10 euro on Rory McElroy to win. Yeah, and I'm going to put five euro each way.
0: On Danny Lee. Oh, I thought you were going to put the remaining sixty-six and something million on Danny Lee. No, no, I've t- i spent that on my birthday. Uh, all right. <laughs> I told you it was, it was a pretty big weekend. <laughs> it must have been. Yeah. Uh, look, the great thing is, is a cracking field. Oh yeah. Well, we're into the top hundred now in
1: the, in the in the tour rankings. So
0: yeah. Okay, let's talk here. We've got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the the the, the approach to the finals and the FedEx Cup when we get down to the final thirty it can often end up being a little bit anticlimactic. And somebody was, I can't remember who it was specifically, I'll check it while we're talking, uh, was onto us on Twitter going on, like why the FedEx Cups aren't really as compelling as, and as exciting as they could be. And we were kind of going back and forth through the Twitter account saying, like, well, what, what could you do to the format? And well, one of the ideas I had was... Um, coming out of this conversation was just why not get it down to have a strokes portion to start and then have like the last 16 guys play match play for the big money so ultimately you'll have a head a head to head match between two guys for 10 million dollars so play it quite similar to
1: the, the US amateur
0: there we go boom yeah steal the format so 36 holes
1: strokes uh, on Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and then play match play for the top sixteen over the weekend.
0: Yeah, there you go. So you the top thirty go to East Lake. They play, yeah, strokes for thirty six holes, and off we go into a match play portion. And so all of you know the guys who arguably are playing the best out of that thirty that week will get into the top sixteen, and they just go hammer and tongs at it in match play. And each match is worth huge money to get to the next level, and then ultimately you've a head to head match for um ten million dollars. Okay, but.
1: The one thing I will say with that is that they 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 try, don't they? Like obviously the it's in the hands of the top five. the last day.
0: It was Morgan DM one.
1: Sorry about that, Morgan. Thanks for the the tweets. It was good. Yeah, but there's the top five, as they always say, control their own fate on the day, on the last on the last competition. Mm-hmm. So if any of the top five win, they win overall. Mm-hmm. So in that regard. <clears throat> How often does it happen that someone coming in as number one in the FedEx moves outside of the top five oh, by yeah. the time
0: it comes to the tour championship? Now, we'll see now. You see more Jordan Speed's not number one in the FedEx Cup. Jason no, he's in the, the top five. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, so look, but guy, he was so far ahead as well. No, but so. what I'm saying
1: is it, it's kind of a protection for the guy who's played well all mm. through the season that, you know, the top five can still, if they win the last competition, they win. I know it's supposed to be a bolter's competition that anyone can win it, as was proven with Billy Horschel coming second, win, win, yeah. to win the overall, but there's also an element of protection for the person who's in the top five, like for example Jordan Spieth was finished number one. Well they deserve a
0: chance to win it after a long, a really good What What you're saying is like oh, if they're still in the top 30 they still have any as good a chance as anyone else in the top 30. Well they need to go and play well, you yeah. have to go and play well in the final events, the points are so loaded you have to. I have to go back and just apologise. That was Morgan's idea about having the top 16 do a playoff. Um, I'm confused because it was a week ago, so excuse my bad memory. Um, the so you're idea, saying it wasn't my idea? No, it was. No, it's not your idea. It was Morgan DM1's yeah, idea. I didn't idea. know about that. Oh, right. Sorry.
1: I just came up with the exact same idea as Morgan.
0: Yeah. So, so sorry about that. Amazing Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> the idea I had, actually, when I, through the conversation, was borrowed from... I play 10 pin bowling, and um, one of the formats they have is everybody plays a game and the low man goes out. So you play like, say like the six guys in the finals, You, they all play a game at the same time and the low score goes out. So like this is never going to happen, but how about the top 16 after, say say you have the 36 hole qualifier, the top 16 then go into a 16 man hole and the low score or low score, or tied low score on that hole get eliminated and you continue going, playing the next hole. So say there's 13 guys left and ten of them make par, and three of them make bogeys. Those three are wiped out, and you go to the next hole. So you—it's just an eliminator. You just—you don't have to make the best score. You just don't have to. You just have to not make the worst score, and you just keep going on and keep going on and keep going yeah, on. I would
1: like to apologise for Barry's momentary lapse in absolute sanity. Do you not like it? You're talking about having a sixteen-man playoff. Yeah. And it, no, <laughs> because then what you'd have to do, to be fair, mm-hmm. and this would make it a mockery is the fact that you're talking about um, the ridiculous amount of pitch marks that would be destroying the green at any on any given
0: hole. they think not repair their pitch marks. No,
1: but I'm talking on any one hole, you're talking about 16 pitch marks being various places. Do the players have to walk up and mark their ball? Um, would it be a case that people are going to tee off the tee, let's say, in a par four, and hit an iron so as they're going in first onto the green, so as they don't have to worry about anyone else's ball? This is
0: all part of the strategy. No, you know? I'm sorry. I'm just, just, know. No, no,
1: this is only just straight off the bat. Like you know, you I'm obviously thinking like a golfer, whereas you're not. Yeah, but you're you thinking, don't need. You're, you're thinking, thinking th- like a ten-pin bowler. But, but maybe you don't
0: do. Maybe you don't do the sixteen one. But maybe when you get down to like eight or four guys, then you do ah, it for something. That's like fine. Yeah, sixteen uh, players. Like hey, look, that's more people that are on a rugby pitch. This <laughs> is just brainstorming ideas. brainstorming with my uh, but it's just anyway, it, the whole the whole thing is about to try to come up with oh, something a little bit fair, more exciting. To be
1: fair now to the PGA and whatnot, they have tried to change things in in, in subtly over over the years to try and make it that bit more um, appealing to viewers, mm-hmm. to the players. Like even Radar turned around the last day and he went. To be honest, he said at the beginning they were talking about the first day uh, before it started mm-hmm. and said like at the very beginning of this, he said uh, I didn't like it. He said now. He said it's, it's top class. He said mm-hmm. that they've really made it in a way that is actually you know, appealing to both viewers, players, and
0: oh, it's people good. in it. It's good getting good there. It. Yeah. And it'll
1: always be tinkered over the years. Yeah, hopefully uh, so. I, I, do, I do like Morgan's idea about the top 16 potentially playing off a of match play, mm-hmm. uh, which could make it interesting. Um, but then you're only 12 and having to play beat one player at the end of it for 10 million.
0: Yeah, imagine the pressure. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: But you're only playing, do you know what, they actually,
0: if you ever turn play, playing against the field. There you go. Yeah.
1: They often turn around and go, once you're in the playoff, the the, the odds of winning actually get better.
0: Well, yeah. You're only playing against one playing, guy. Yeah,
1: so that's what I mean. Like, there's no, the pressure wouldn't be as as severe. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> if you already are worth 170 million, 10 million isn't going to make that much of a difference.
0: <laughs> well, to some of the guys, that 10 million is a huge thing. Like, you know, to Stenson, who had lost a load of money through... Um, Bad investments. Well, somebody screwing him in investments. Bad investments. <laughs> yeah. Um, just trusted the wrong guy, I guess. Bad you know, lessons. Billy. Billy Horschel. You can't imagine. You know, Billy's had a pretty successful career, but he, he, ten million is going to make a huge difference. Oh, that was massive. Just you had know? a baby
1: and all that kind of stuff. Like you know,
0: it's, uh, it's it is life changing money. So um, look, that's that's us for the week. We've actually for the first time in a long time kept it under the air, which I'm very proud of. Good, good on us. Um, so. So we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week uh, we will be back again next week to move on to the next stage of the FedEx Cup and with more Barry's Wildcat ideas about how to change the format and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Will hopes he'll be celebrating a McElroy win uh, looking forward to watching the Deutsche Bank really uh, looking forward really, to seeing really, back, really back you know, really, just
1: personally yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing McElroy back so.
0: and uh, if all the stars align we'll have Rory Jordan and Jason knocking lumps out of each other come uh, the back nine on Sunday yeah. and make for some really exciting TV It'd be great yeah yeah awesome listen uh, everybody if you're playing golf this week swing it sweetly score, score well and hope the putts roll in and hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you all next week bye bye well you're fine bye bye